Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of the Elephant Room Podcast. I am your host, your maitre d, Chef Rob. And um, today I want to just start out by saying thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. This is episode nine now. Nueve. Yeah. Um, With episode nine, uh, I want to say thank you guys so much for um, continuing to listen to my voice continue to listen to my ideas and thoughts on how life works um that's what the elephant in the room podcast is about we're talking about just things that's just nobody talks about nobody actually has any thoughts or they do have thoughts but they never actually say it out loud um once again special shout out to um all my new loose new listeners and old listeners um Big shout out to, uh, I'll give you guys a round of applause while I actually introduce you guys. So, um, so shout out to Blue Eyes White Dragon, JFK, uh, what we got, Cupcake. Well, he doesn't want to be called Cupcake anymore. He wants to call Sassafras. Shout out to uh, Yannick. Shout out to, um, mm, I forgot what the nickname I gave her. Um, I think it's All That Ass, uh, Melissa. I don't know, something like that, whatever it is, um, <laughs> shout out to, um, wow, oh, just, just drawing a blank right now, uh, shout out to my boy Wes, shout out to Aaron, shout out to, um, oh, uh, my boy Dom, um, shout out to, um, anybody and everybody that's giving me kind words, hey, look, like the podcast, keep doing it, blah, blah, blah. Thank you guys so much, um, Enrique, as well, uh, Jack, um, Andrew, Ivan, all my boys. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. So I just want to say thank you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in, and uh, I'll make sure I keep on giving you guys, guys great content consistently, okay? Um, with that being said, I want to talk about fishing and the idea behind fishing that I want to talk about was I went fishing yesterday morning with um some of my buddies well some of my best friends and yeah which I think is buddies is a weird word buddies is only describes like people that you don't really fuck with but you just like have acquaintances like oh yeah I'm my buddy and I will but I don't think I never heard a black person use the term buddy before unless you're using it like sarcastically like look here buddy Look here, pal. <laughs> Unless you make fun of somebody else. That's like the only thing I hear about it. But shockingly enough, I want to talk about fishing because it was my it was my first time going fishing and not participating, per se. One is hot as hit. It was hot as hell in Houston. Like it's fucking hot as shit in Houston. Um it is right now 91 degrees on a Sunday morning at 11.22 a.m. And it's only going to get hotter for the rest of the day. So with that being said, it was hot yesterday. We had a little bit of overcast, but that last time, like 10 minutes. And we had tents that were set up. And in my mind, you're thinking, you know, we're going fishing. Maybe get on a boat. Maybe go to a lake. Maybe some freshwater fishing. Um, No. We went to a beach, Crystal Beach to be exact. Um, 
and other things like Boulevard, Texas, well, Crystal Beach, Texas. And did you know you have to cross through a non-black community to get to Crystal Beach? Did you know that? Well, we'll sign up for you. Um, so it definitely was interesting for me being the only black guy that was there. Um, it's, it's seemingly an all-white sport. Um, even when we like drove by the beach, there's mostly just white guys fishing or like the occasional Latin American. Never saw any other races besides white or Latin American um, men and women out there fishing. Um, and this is how I knew I was out of my element because I'm sitting down chilling in the shade, eating a bag of Doritos, just chilling and I'm um, shooting the shit with my, my buddy and shit like that. And a uh, four wheeler drives by um, or a quad drives by and it has like six flags. No, no bullshit. Six big ass, like 80 inch flags, like flapping the wind. Every last flag has something different on them. Like one that says, don't tread on me. One of them was like, Oh, the the Fourth Amendment protects blah blah blah, you know, or whatever. Yeah, like right to bear arms. Yeah, um, you know, an AR fifteen never killed any one of my family members. Donald Trump, twenty twenty four, fuck Biden, all those flags. Any flag you can probably think of was on this quad that drove by, and it drove by four times. Right. Talk about an industry plant. I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm just thinking. I'm like, fuck, man. I'm, a, I'm really, I'm really not in the right place, am I? I'm not, um, in the best of best places to be right now. Well, you know, I wouldn't say I would feel. I don't describe the feeling of not being safe per se, but I damn sure wasn't, um, at ease. I guess at some points because every last quad that drove by was like, hey, blah blah. blah you know, fuck Trump. Hey, you know, um, Confederate flag, this Confederate flag that I'm not even exaggerating. Like it, it was, it was every last, uh, four wheeler quad, um, little off-roading ATV that people drove on the beach just to chill on a Saturday, um, was out with flags given that Labor Day is coming up, um, tomorrow. It, it seemed, not I guess I guess on brand for Crystal Beach, I guess, because knowingly niggas don't really live next to water. None of the niggas that I know live next to water. One, uh the vast uh, population of black people actually don't swim. So that's that's pretty interesting to hear when you say it out loud. But it's it's definitely um it's a stereotype. It definitely is a stereotype, but I find it to be somewhat true. I I've never seen a whole lot of black guys myself um swim on occasion i mean there are the thrill of jumping off of diving boards and doing flips and then floating but never actually swimming so floating is one thing that's like the base step and then flipping into waters okay cool you skipped a couple steps but now swimming in an aspect um never really has been seen in my community per se or oh, this is like people that i hang out with which probably is a problem for me but nevertheless um uh, let me get into what I want to talk about when it comes to fishing. So fishing is, believe it or not, a very, very white dominated sport. Now, if you know me, you know, I bring race into everything, which I try not to. It's just, it's hard to kind of ignore racial stigmas and stereotypes and then not actually, you know, bring it to the limelight. Cause everybody just seems to think that we're working next to each other. 
we're okay, we're fine, we're good, blah, 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 blah. And um, they say a thought that they might think is the consensus across the board, them being a white male or white female or uh, Latin male or Asian male, you pick a fucking race. And they say something that seems to be the flat base to anything that they think they might want to say. Like, let's let's play, uh, for example, um, we're sitting next to each other. I'm a chef, if you haven't figured this out by now. Uh, so we're sitting next to yourself. We're like probably cooking something up. We're probably standing in the kitchen, whatever. Pick, pick, pick whatever fuck scenario we're doing. And so we're doing something. And then you say to me, being a white male, female, Asian, Latin American, blah, 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 blah. And you say, man, you know, I went to this barbecue and, you know, my, my aunt made this really good potato salad. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, now, if you know what black people are going to say next, when you go to a barbecue and you see potato salad, you ask, who made the potato salad, right? That's the common consensus for every black person that I've made, uh, that, that, that haven't went to barbecue. They always ask who made the potato salad. There's been movies in the black industry about who made the potato salad. Actually, a name of a movie is called who made the potato salad. Look it up. Do your research. I promise you it's a thing. Anyway, so the, you say, Hey, look, uh, um, I can't wait to get to this uh, barbecue. I uh, makes the best potato salad, blah, 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 right? And I say, oh, okay, how she makes potato salad? And you're like, oh, yeah, you know, the regular, you know, mayonnaise, you know, little mustard, you know, the, you know, eggs, you know, chopped up potatoes, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, yeah, I do onion, celery. And the way she makes it, oh, my gosh, she puts these raisins in it. N- nigga, what? What what you say? Raisins? Um... You lost me. You lost me. <laughs> you fucking lost me. I'm not I'm not uh ever asking you any of the questions about the culinary experience ever again, about any any type of food. If you think raisins belong in potato salad, that is definitely um something to be called out for. So in my mind I always have this complexity of um challenging the norm, being like, Hey, you know that's like not okay to put raisins in a potato salad. Let's continue the conversation. And he's like, um, what do you mean it's not okay to be? And I say, well, it's, that's a white thing. That's, that's not a a cultural thing. I don't think anybody in the world puts raisins in potato salad unless you are Caucasian, Caucasian, um, from the Caucasus mountain, (laughs) an Anglo-Saxon, you know what I mean? Like full blown, like ethereal old school white, um, male or female like that is where you reside you reside in that um non melanin tribe i'm sorry and so um that is what i mean when i challenge the norm when it comes to race so anyway so 71% is caucasian uh, base fishers and so with that number being an now i want to say alarming because um going fishing yesterday and understanding how long it takes into preparation, how long it takes actually setting up things, the times, uh, uh, the time frame where you actually have to be up ready to go in the morning. Um, how long you're going to be spend spending doing nothing. And you rely you're relying off of beers, conversation, maybe lack of conversation and listening to reels, um, and fishing lines. Uh, if you don't know what a fishing line is, they sound um, 
you know, like, you know, any other sound. That is a fishing line, right? Now, so that in itself is what you would consistently hear on a normal, on normal basis when it comes to fishing. This mostly quiet, vast, open air. When gushing air is just constantly pushing and pulling towards tides and gravity is doing all the work. And then it's crashing against the shores. And that's what you hear. And it's it's a very peaceful activity. It really is. It definitely makes sense that most fishermen, if they don't have any other sports that they particularly do, would be on the heavier side because you aren't really doing a lot of exercise that goes into um, fishing. It's not it's not a huge uh, strain when it comes to actual physical labor, which isn't, you know, unnormal. You know, it's, it's every, a lot of other um, activities and sports that people participate in don't require a lot of physical work. But that's besides the point. Anyway, so let me get into my story is exactly how it happened. So we were actually I uh, was Friday night. I was getting off of work. I went to work early in the morning, 6 a.m., inventory did that finished inventory stayed at work we were just you know prepping things getting things ready to go and around six o'clock um me and my executive sous chef shout out to blue eyes white dragon um were you know in agreement so like hey look you know it's getting late let's go and get out of here you know it's you know we've been here since six um you know, him, him, I think he was probably there before me, maybe like around 5, 540, you know. Um, and so, you know, we were definitely tired, ready to go home. And sure enough, we got the fuck out of there. I got in my car, dipped off, sat in about 45 minutes where the traffic may be an hour. Um, and on my way home, I got a phone call from um, two of one of my brothers, Andrew and Ivan. They were like, hey, look, um what you doing tomorrow? Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, um, I, I couldn't remember if I had anything to do. Honestly, I was, um, planning on maybe stop by my mom's house. I just don't, don't know. I don't know what I got going on. I was like, Oh man, well look, check it out. Um, we all want to get together. We all want to go fishing tomorrow. We want you to go. And being, I want to consider myself the black token friend because in our group we have, I don't know, it's not really a counting number. I wouldn't want to put it into fractions, but we had three black friends that are part of the group. So me, Aaron, and my other best friend, um, won't say his name, but let's just call him Marquise. So Marquise, Aaron, and me are all together and in that group. And so I wouldn't call myself a black token friend, but I, in this particular instance, I would have been the black token friend because I know Marquise doesn't want to go fishing. And I know Aaron would possibly be indisposed, even though he would love to go, but I think he would be indisposed because I think he was on call for work. If you don't know, Aaron works for the city. <laughs> so he was on call. So um, I went to uh, thinking on the phone. I'm like, okay, look. Mm, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, sure. I got nothing to do. Let's let's do it. And I'm thinking, you know, I've heard a lot about fishing. There's, I may got to get up at the crack of dawn, blah, 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 blah. And in my mind, crack of dawn at 6 a.m., 5 a.m. at the latest. I just finished a 12-hour shift at work. Um, I wanted to go home. I wanted to go to sleep. I wanted to get some rest. And my eyes are burning. I'm driving home. I'm tired as fuck. And it's like, be ready at 3.45 a.m. What? 340 
three three forty five a.m. Why why is that distinctly a time? Like why why is it three forty five a.m.? Is oh man, we gotta make sure everybody's ready to go. We want to be on the beach by five o'clock. So I'm like, okay, where where are we going exactly? Oh, we're gonna go to Crystal Beach. I'm thinking, I was like, oh, I've been to Crystal Beach. It only takes like an hour and like thirty minutes to get there. An hour forty minutes, maybe two hours um, from where we live. So. Okay, yeah. Uh, all right, I'm down. Fuck it. I got nothing else to do. I'm, I'm, I'm reluctant, but I'm like, you know what? I haven't been around boys in a little bit. Um, so let's do it. So I'm under the impression that it's Andrew, Ivan, and me. I'm just gonna go fishing. Cool. And Andrew and Ivan, if you don't know, these are two um, Mexican Americans. Well, actually, Americans, but you know what I mean. Like the Mexican Americans, like um, Ivan and Andrew, actually come from California um what they predominantly live most of life but um you know they i don't know why i'm describing it but <laughs> just to give you a little background anyway so andrew Navin, both brothers hey look come through uh all right bet um what are we doing blah blah blah, blah. all right yeah you're gonna, you're gonna ride with us i'm like all right bet you know i'll ride with y'all cool y'all gonna pick me up he said he, he's even telling me you can go with sleep in the car i know you're gonna be tired i'm like all right cool so this is Friday, Friday night. I'm like, all right, cool. Get off the phone with them. Driving home. Um, I got a phone call. I got to hit up for a booty call. And um, this is on a side note. <laughs> so I'm going to go on a tangent about what happened. So uh, I've been, I haven't been really messing around since my last ex-girlfriend, um, which was very recent, like two months ago. And so in that relationship, um, I realized that, you know, even though I might be a great guy, you know, some people have different love um, outputs and inputs that they're willing to give and what they're willing to give and what they're not willing to give and what they're comfortable with. And I might have overstepped my boundaries by showing off too much love to someone that wasn't maybe not ready for that amount of love or just was never going to be there um, mentally or physically with me in that capacity, which is fine. You know, it's just one of those growing pains where you have to learn that um, love in itself is not a huge um, um, quantity that people can take in. It's like a social battery. You know, you have a um, exact amount you're willing to give out and then you have to wait to recharge and then actually go back out there into the world to actually experience and, you know, um, give off, um, a certain amount of conversation or, um, connection with someone. So in that, um, small little tidbit or whatever that happened, uh, uh, I realized, Hey, look, you know, maybe it's time for me to chill, just have fun. You know, I've been in a situation. I was engaged before. And in that engagement, when that ended, I think I had a little bit too much fun. And so I was like, you know what? Let's not go too far. Let me just find myself. Started this podcast, start working out more. Um, went to the gym, you know, lost weight, you know, um, decided to get a new haircut, which failed miserably because they trimmed down my beard too my beard too much and then I looked like I was seventeen. And then I grew it back and <laughs> here we are now. So um met a young lady i felt old for saying young lady but i met this i met this chick this is i met this broad whatever right and um she i told her everything up front i'm like hey look 
Um, not really looking for anything, you know, right now. Right now, I'm trying to just get to know people, have conversation, make new friends. If something happens, something happens. She's like, okay, cool. Um, we had plans to go to our movies, I think, some time ago. Fell through. Nothing happened. And um, we both, you know, were just very honest and open. And then we were like, okay, let's just mess around. Let's just um, have a sexual relationship, I guess. And I was like, uh... I mean, okay, I'm fine with that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm as much as I want to give love to somebody and be in, in a serious relationship, cause that's what I'm looking for. That's what I want to be in. Um, I know that I only can catch the right fish with the right bait. Ooh, full circle. Anyway. So, um, so I guess I'm showing myself in a different light right now, even though that I know in my heart of hearts and I'm a certified lover boy and one day I will find my queen. But nevertheless, I will reduce myself to kissing a couple frogs. <laughs> and so um, I went to hanging out with this uh, girl at a place. And this isn't the first time that we, you know, hanged out, whatever. But she was like, hey, look, I want to drink tonight. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like okay, cool. You know, um, I don't really feel like going out. I've been like up all day and I just want to catch some sleep. I actually want to be leaving out here by 10. She told me to call her at eight. So I'm like, oh, I got like two hours and you know, I'll go home and go to sleep. So that way I can be rested for, I had lied to her. Cause I didn't want to be like, Oh, I'm going fishing. And then she tried to tag along. I was like, that's not what we're doing. Right. And I know for a fact that she isn't going to be something serious with me lay down line. Like, we both know each other. We're not going to be serious with each other, but I think that she has like these, kind of sick mind when it comes to hey you can possibly change me per se into being in a serious relationship by trying to have sex with me or offer me sexual favors in order to me to change my mind to be in a serious relationship with you which i find to be kind of weird but it's 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 how men and women feel i guess sometimes like you can i can fuck a relationship out of this i can fuck you so good that a relationship can come out of this which is weird to me but i mean shit happens like that sometimes you know you put the dick down good enough and you're like oh no we live together now and that's both sexes female and male or multiple sexes i don't want to be counseled um anyway so went to a place um we were messing around and she would drink a little bit too much and she was like i don't want i don't I want to be able to tell the story again, so I'll spare some of the details, and then I will just give you, like, the high notes. I know, I know, I know you want to hear the juicy bits, but, you know, let's keep it a little classy right now, right? I'm talking about white people today. (laughs) So I went to, um, we were, like, messing around. She, her choice was, alcohol was Hennessy. Not a good choice, right? So she had maybe like five shots in. I think I had like two or three because I was like, ah, I got to drive home. I want to be responsible. I don't really drink anyway like that. So she was like um, kissing on me and stuff like that. And then at one point, I just kind of felt comfortable. And I was like, you know, I just want to go home now. I want to go home. You know, I want to go sleep in my own bed. And um, her dog, she has this, like this small little dog. Never seen a dog, actually. So every time it comes over, it's like a, you know, a tarp over it. And I would think that I was like, okay, whatever. Her dog is in the same room as the her bedroom. And I feel like it'd be weird, too. Dog owners sometimes are weird. You, 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 he's supposed to be your children, but you fuck in front of your children. Uh, whatever. So we're chilling, hanging out. She's like, you know, I, I'm not even done yet. Mm, that was some good dick, but I want more. And I'm like, oh, I got to. I'm sorry. I got to go. 
like I could be up at three o'clock in the morning. Like if I have sex again, like I'm going to sleep here, and then uh, I already told the boys I'm blah blah blah. Right? Old adage is bros before hoes. <laughs> Sorry, you're not a hoe. You're a very respectful woman. I'm just saying that is the term that men go. Whatever. I'm not going to defend myself. Fuck it. So we, she kept attacking me. I'm not even joking. Kept attacking me. Kept like clawing at my clothes. And I, I'm gonna tell you right now. I am a very, I'm a very good looking man. Like, I'm, you know, I'm pretty good looking, right? Um, glasses, you know, hair long, not long, but, you know, I got like this faux hawk going on, got this nice beard, tall, six foot, um, not hugely tall, but definitely tall to women that's shorter than me or whatever. And um, I was like, uh, you know, just chilling. And, uh, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, I uh, I want to leave. Um, it's time for me to go, and I want to go fishing with my, with my white boys, with my Latinos tomorrow. Right? I want to have enough energy for that. So I said, um, I gotta go. I'm sorry, blah blah blah. And so she went into like a frenzy and was like crying about how you gonna leave before you keep giving me some, but blah blah blah. And just to skip a couple of things because it got crazier than that. Um, I left and. Got in my car, drove off. She texted me, um, you know, bestie she ever had. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, I put it down. Time to go home. Time to go sleep. So I skipped a lot of stuff in that story. And those who work with me probably get the uh, the scoop before you guys do. On my 10th episode, I think I'll bear it all. Um, but definitely tune into the uh, 10th episode as your reward. If you listen to this, listen to the 10th episode, I'll tell you more. It was definitely crazy. Anyway, fast forward. It's 10 o'clock. I'm tipsy. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm tired. Like, uh, you know, I'm hungry too. I uh, just started this damn diet, but I had to break the diet. If I'm going to go on a fishing one tomorrow, I can't be on an all liquid diet if I'm going to be out with the boys. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. First thing I think of, let me go stop at like Whataburger. Whataburger line too fucking long. Jack in the Box line too fucking long. Look across the street and I hear God's angels whispering, Popeye's chicken. Right? I pull up the Popeye's chicken, it's 10 o'clock, they're closed. I'm like, fuck! <laughs> and then I was like, um, you know what? Mm, this, this isn't my second choice, this is not my third choice, but fuck it. Let me just get some chicken from Cane's. And uh, got the chicken. Drove off, went home, uh, ate my food, and I passed out on my couch. And then um, it was 12 o'clock when I woke up on the couch. And I'm like, fuck, I only got three hours, and I'm fucking sore as shit sleeping on this couch. Let me get up, go to my bed, and I'm like stumbling into the room. I get onto the bed, charge my phone, pass out. Get a phone call from the boys. Hey, look, you up? It's They call me 345 exactly. Hey, you up? I was like, all right. No, no, actually, 3 o'clock, 3 a.m., gave me a phone call. Hey, get up. You know, you got 45 minutes, and we'll be there. I'm like, fuck. Um, so I'm up now. I'm chilling, and I was ready to go. I had all my things that was in, of importance were out actually in my car, but me as a person was ready to go. Showered, shit, shaved, three S's, ready to roll. Um, got a phone call again uh 345 hey look um make sure you're ready we're on the way cool so chilling in bed twirling on my phone and now i'm up ready to roll and i got all the stuff and within eyesight so all i would do when they when they look we we pulling up right now 
throw on my shirt real quick because I don't want to be like in the bed, like just with my clothes shit on. So I was like, I'm put it on real quick before they came. Cool. Pull up, get to my door. Uh, no, they pull up, they get to my door. He opened my, my homeboy pulls up. It's like now 440. They finally get to my place. They only live like 10 minutes away. So I don't know what happened in between the time. Never bothered to ask. 440 comes. They get to my place, open the door. My homeboy Wes walks in. Like, didn't even say hey. Like, he went in the house. I heard, dee, 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 dee. And then fucking door open. Fucking walks in the house. I hear footsteps all the way from the door to the kitchen. Kitchen refrigerator opens up. He closes it. He's like, you decent? And I was like, yeah, I got my clothes on now. He's like, all right, bet. We're going to wait for you outside. He came in my room and he was having a bottle of water. I'm like, bitch, you need that full <laughs> He just came in and just, just, just took a bottle of water and left. You know, got that, got that H2O. And saw this is by the way, this is a black man's home. So a white man walked to a black man's house. Once again, I definitely didn't make it about race and decided he was like, Well, this is my place now, nigger. <laughs> I'm just fucking I'm just fucking around. No, that's my boy. So you know, my Mikasa Sukasa. Walks in, grabs a bottle of water, gets in the car, chilling. I grab my shit. And then um, I get a phone call on my cell phone, like on the way out. It's them. They're rushing me to come out, but they took an hour and a half to get to my place. And they lived him out 10 minutes away. So I was like, eh, go fuck yourself. Right. With the phone call, I'm literally walking out the door while they called me the first time. Well, only time I get in the car. It's four fifty, and we're like, all right, we're supposed to be on the beach by now, about five. We still got to drive by uh, Ivan's place, pick up some things and then hotel it towards, um, uh, the beach and we're missing all the traffic. You know, we're just cruising down the road. Like it's, it's quiet, still dark outside. You know, we're not worried about anything. We, um, and, uh, there was conversations and, um, talks about on the ride in about, um, like how we're going to fish, what we're going to fish for. And we're, I was like, okay, cool. So we're going to fish. We're going to do on the pier, blah, blah, blah. No, we're going to cross the beach. We're going to do on the sand. I was like, okay, I didn't pack or I didn't wear appropriate clothes. So now I'm like in a disadvantage and, and I wasn't fully prepared for it. I know I brought a hat. My glasses are tint to the light. So they're, they're my shades and I wore a light shirt. So I wouldn't be in the sun too much. I knew we had some tents. So I wasn't real tripping about that. My boy Wes bought chairs for everybody. So everybody had a seat, um, table. We stopped at Bucky's got snacks. And then when I get out the truck, I noticed this big ass, um harpoon makeshift harpoon so i'm like what the fuck is that i've been telling him hey look i made this uh fish cannon i was like fish cannon he's like yeah you load it up with the bait and you hook the fish to it and then you shoot it out actually no he they they took fish and they froze it inside of this um uh water cylinder thing that was made out of pvc pipe so this big harpoon looks like um a trident per se like huge PVC pipe that has pressurized um, um, pivots in it. So you would put in a um, um, air compressor onto it, and it was supposed to be rigged to like 120 psi, and um, and then that shoots out this cannon that's loaded with this frozen fish that wouldn't break apart an entry, so it lands into the water maybe about 100 feet out, and maybe 200 feet out if you're lucky at a 45 degree angle a lot of numbers being thrown out just know it was a big ass fish cannon that was loaded with a frozen fish that shot into the water that fish got launched in the water and then when it slowly melted in the warm water 
of Crystal Beach, uh, you know, some shark or something like that would come by, grab it, eat it, done, cool. So we're thinking, all right, bet. Like this is, um, this is, this is, this is gonna be dope. Like we thinking, okay, well, should we gonna launch out fucking fish into the water? Like we gonna be cool. And the truck was loaded with Wesley, his girl Carla, my boy Jack, um, Ivan, and me. All loaded up in the truck, hightailing out the Bucky's, and then we got to the beach, and it's now. I want to say 7, 7.30. And the sun is just coming up. And I'm thinking to myself, man, it's like 80 degrees. Like, you know, like it's got that cool air coming in, blah, blah, blah. Andrew and um, Andrew's mom's uh, boyfriend is there. His name was Robert as well. So um, they refer to him as dad because <laughs> they don't want to call him Robert or Rob because I'm Rob. So they'll be like, hey, dad. And he... He's a white guy, so he's reluctantly to be like, you know, you know, hey son, then he's not even married to the mom yet. But it's it's weird to, when I hear it out loud, but I, I never pointed it out until now, I guess. Anyway, so all the white people that are accounted for Jack, um, Wesley, and Robert, which is the three resident white men that should know some about fishing, but Wesley doesn't, but Jack and Robert knows about it a hundred and ten percent. Ivan and Andrew are just enamored by it because they find it to be very peaceful. So Andrew has his ulterior motives. He's out there fishing, you know, he's chilling and clearing his mind, but he also wants to catch a tan. And he keeps referring to he wants to be as sexy as I am when it comes to melanin or skin tone. And he's he's a he's on the lighter side for for a, a Latin male. So to get to mine, I think that would cost for like on a black face. Like it would it, it would be comically dark for him to be as dark as I am. <laughs> so um he has to go from somewhere around Tobe Maguire like um skin tone to being you know uh malcolm x by the end of the day is, is his accomplishment that's what he wants to be he wants to be somewhere in between um toasted marshmallow and graham cracker crust that's what he wants to be he wants to be somewhere around a s'more area of, of levels of complexity anyway so um ivan andrew Robert and Jack are like full blown, like into the fishing, like, oh, like, let's go fishing, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And they have these bunch of like PVC pipes, pikes, which are the pipe itself, but it's been shaved at an angle at the bottom so it can stab into the sand. And they use that as um, um, reel holders, or fishing reel holders, where you would cast a reel out into the ocean and then sit your uh, cast into the PVC pipe and then just let it, you know, um, be along the shoreline of the beach. Cool. So I'm like, okay, this is the first time I've seen this in person. Like, this is all brand new. I'm like, I feel like I'm watching Discovery Channel. <laughs> and then, um, with all these cast lines out. Okay, cool. You know, I'm getting into it. Like, this is all interesting to me. I'm seeing brand new stuff. Like, Wesley brought a generator. Not one time have I never seen um, a white man not bring a generator to any form of function. Like, you always got to have that thing present, which is smart, which shout out to my boy Wes. He has the air compressor, his generator. We had chairs, fishing lines, tables, food that we had got from Bucky's. And Shindig started at 7.30. Sun hasn't even come up. I'm like, okay, cool. I can do this. You know, this is going to be fun. You know, I can take off my shoes. You know, it'll be fine. You know, step on a couple pebbles, which is not fine. Took my shoes off, and I stepped on sharp jagged rocks that felt like i was walking on thumbtacks and i was like fuck like this isn't fun right now i'm not having fun anymore i'm getting uncomfortable i'm not having fun right 
Sun goes up maybe about 9, 10 o'clock. 9 o'clock, sun is up, but you don't really feel it. 10 o'clock, the sun is close to being at its peak at 12 o'clock, but you're encroaching on my comfortability now. The sun is out. I see one teardrop of sweat come off my forehead, and I'm like, fuck. Okay, this is how today is going to go, right? I was hoping I was going to get a nice, cool day somewhere around the 80s, maybe 90s. No, we're going to touch 110 today. Like, fuck, right? We get there. I'm sorry. We're already there. They're fishing, and um, Robert, which is Andrew Ivan's uh, mom's boyfriend, dad, He's like, okay, cool. So we got the fishing line out. We got everybody, you know, just grab a fishing line. We're going to just cast them out, blah, 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 blah. And so the cat, the, like, they're reeling them out. They cast them out, stuff like that. And Robert is catching, like, shark after shark after shark. And he, they, they, I didn't know that there was, like, rules to actually catching fish. There was, you know, I know there's rules when it comes to actually hunting bucks or hunting, um, you know, deer, what do you want to call it, or um, uh, wildlife, um animals because there's certain sounds that you can actually hunt certain things but sharks they have to be 26 inches long for them to be in an age of maturity where you can actually take them where they stop growing so they stopped growing at 28 inches 26 inches where we were catching them um and in your mind you're thinking okay movies have made you predisposed to thinking that sharks are um cute and you know innocent and nice and X, Y, and Z, but those motherfuckers are vicious. Even at 26 inches, those things are, uh, are devastating. You get bit by that shit, that's that might be game over, right? And you start rethinking, I was like, do I really want to be on a, in the beach? Do I want to be in the ocean now? Because that's where they fucking live. It's, it's like, you wouldn't go roaming into the forest just to go have fun. You know, hiking, that's one thing. Nature trails, that's one thing, too. These are man-made things or sometimes um, man-conquered things that were originally just nature's way of being like, okay, the world worked this way, and there was this path that's, that people have traveled long and long ago, and people have stampede across this this cer- certain section of the world that it turned into a trail on its own. That is a man-made, um, conquered part of the world where nature was once there, but man have come through and put this trail down. Yosemite Park. The fucking tall oak wood trees that's in um, Washington D.C. You pick a place, or California, I think. You pick a fucking place, Mount Rushmore, whatever, right? Um, in these natural elements, the world has where man hasn't touched. We come in, we touch it, and then we make it accessible for humans to go. But the ocean is still a very unconquered, vast place where you can't just set up shop and be like, okay, you know, this is. This is what we're doing now, right? Even the fucking Titanic, right? Titanic sunk because of an iceberg and people made submersibles that were controlled with video game controllers and Atari uh, headsets <laughs> and decided we're like, hey, look, we're going to go down there and in, in these little uh, tubes and check out this water or whatever. Once again, another white man's invention, which is actually true. Actually, that is a white man's invention. Anyway, uh, I'm off track, but let me get back on track. So nevertheless, they all doing their own thing, venturing off, uh, fishing and whatnot. And so now it's just me, Drew, and Robert, right? And he's caught at least maybe like three, four sharks. He kept two of them. And then immediately, 
I'm thinking, okay, catch and release, cool. Sharks catching him, taking him back in the water. He's like, oh, he's 26 inches. He's perfect. So I'm like, oh, okay. So he's wanted to record it, take a picture, put him back in the ocean. No. He took the fish back to the ocean. I'm thinking he's going to drop him off, throw him into the water. He puts him in the water, washes off the sand, brings him back to the table, and then sticks a knife right in the top of the head of the shark. And I'm like, that was that was rough to see. That was that was really rough to see, right? And I'm I'm a chef. I'm a I've butchered a lot of meat. I've I've killed, um, actually, have I ever killed any animals in front of? And I've never actually butchered animals from um, with exception of lobsters and crabs, but I never actually killed. Um, a specimen or an animal right in front of me um, and then proceeded to fillet it right in out the back. And so the shark itself, I never killed a shark, but I know, I know for a fact, you know, the best place to probably do it at the top of the head, bring a knife down and cut off the, the head and, you know, bury the head and call it a day. Um, so he takes a knife, fisherman's knife is a fillet knife, stabs on top of the head and the shark is still flopping around, and I have no choice. But I have, I have other choices. But it, it was it was shocking so much. I just stood and watched, and I'm like, okay, this is. I can see how this is a white man's sport. I can see how this is definitely something that you know white people gather around. And like, yeah, I love doing this. This is this is this is a national pastime. This is amazing. And uh, stabbing the top of the head walks away, like like he's done it a million times. Stabbing the top of the head walks away. Went to cast another line and get his line set up. Had his kayak ready to go to out deep into the ocean, drop off some reels, and come back when his kayak or whatever. Even um, Alvin, while he was gone, they had shot off a couple of um, frozen fish into the water with a reel attached to it um, and an anchor. Um, and I think that their main goal was to catch sharks or catch manta rays, stingrays. Sorry, they want to catch stingrays. And so the shark is still wiggling, and I'm like, okay. You know, maybe it's just some dead squirms, but I'm seeing his eyes blink. So I'm like, maybe not per se, but I'm like, okay, if he isn't dead, he's going to die soon. Shark stops moving. He cuts off the gills. Sorry, he cuts off the head and then washes off the shark and then puts inside the ice chest. And he's like, yeah, it's going to be some good eats, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this is your world. I'm in it. Um, you like it. I love it. Right. And, uh. Um, you see a lot of um, things that you're exposed to inside of another person's world or culture, um, which I think dates back to like pirates, you know, or um, sailors or whoever built the first boat per se. That person in itself would have to be a Caucasian male or female in my mind, because I don't think, well, I wouldn't say that. I would say, the first person that ever decided to make um, um, pirating or the the idea of fish to be a sport rather than it to be something for a hunt hunter gatherer per se, because you have Native Americans, you have ancient Egyptians, um, you have people that live in Rome. Everybody that's scattered across the world. Everybody you couldn't say okay, one person just built a boat. So there's got to be some crab, some vessel where somebody was like, okay, you know, I don't f- I hunt fish just to, you know, for, to feed my kids. I hunt fish because it's fun. It's relaxing. That person in my mind was a white person, right? Had to be, had to be. You're going against, um, this is hundreds of years ago where fish were probably huge, were, were, were bigger than the, the man-made, man-made ones that we have now today. So um, I think 
with the world shifting um with these animals and um um mega shaped species like the megalodon which is actually a, a true um shark uh that predates in prehistoric time um disappeared off the face of the earth and there's no you know finding skeletal skeletal structures of this because if it's sank to the bottom of the ocean there's no way to actually reclaim that um and definitely being crushed under the the water pressure of um the ocean and the seas will be impossible to find that out anyway a small little tangent a little small little tidbit history knowledge for you anyway so fish itself in the water and i'm seeing just all these like white things and white sands that you don't really hear another one of those things are in my mind when you see think this think it out with me close your eyes right you are around your buddies your friends family or whatever there's two white guys next to each other and they're talking about something some sport some fishing element some golf event something some pro shop that they're talking about like the bass pro shop right they're talking about the bass pro shop they're talking about um dicks they're talking about whatever right and they're like uh yeah man you know i went down the the lake uh montauk and got um you know 20 pounds blah 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 and I was stopped by this little bait shop, and they were selling um, they were selling spider anchors. And you know, I didn't need to go get me a spider anchor, and blah blah blah. But it was it was like forty bucks, man. Forty bucks got this, blah blah blah. blah. It came with a pack. Got my ten pound test line. I got all this stuff. And then the other gentleman that's next to him, the other guy that's right that center, he's like, he's like, yeah, man. Um, you know, I went to a. I went to Bass Pro Shop and I went got X, Y, and Z, and I tell you, I, I, shit, it was it was a good enough price, you know. I, I didn't get the spider because I got a little step up, you know. I didn't give a fuck, you know. I got I got what I need to get. I don't give a fuck, you know. <laughs> like money is no object, right? And you know, for them to have fun in that particular time, you know, they they like, you know, I, I don't give a fuck. Now I go get that damn uh, that Putin scoop, and I got the Putin scoop, you know that. That Putin scoop, that that five, that was five forty five plus tax. Uh, um, don't don't tell, don't tell, uh, don't tell Jessica. You know, Jessica, you know, she, you know, he's like, he's, I, I just don't want to deal with the wife. Wife is gonna get on my ass. I don't want to deal with it. Uh, just let you know, um, I got it. Picked me up a couple of cigars. Went on that damn boat. I'll tell you right there, man. We had a couple of them bush lights, and we had a time. I came back tannered in a red barn. <laughs> um, and that—that uh, that is that's what it's like. Like you, you hear conversations about um, people to stand next to each other that definitely just grew up inside of a more wider community. That that twang comes out. It's like almost. It's like a like a Savannah accent. It just spills out your mouth like a like a warm molasses, you know. It's uh, it's <laughs> and especially here talking about yeah, I got a buddy. Uh, he drives a uh a, a Ford Focus. Uh, I tell him he need to get some man's car. I don't know why he keeps driving that Ford Focus. I got my 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 Tacoma. Uh, I'll say about last June, last June, right? Yeah, about, yeah, about last June, last June. Yeah, about last June. Um, 
well, you know, I got I got the Tacoma, I got that Dodge Ram, I got the F one fifty, uh, I got that uh that damn there um uh, that GMC uh, about last about last. Hey, hey, Jimmy, when I get that last that GMC, uh, I got that. You got that uh, you got it about uh, was that last summer? Last yeah, about last summer. Last summer. Uh, you know, ain't nothing, ain't nothing more American than a, than a can of dip and um and uh and a bra in the front seat that's gonna make me eggs in the morning. Can you can you can you say that twice, sir? Can you feel what I'm putting down, sir? <laughs> and that's that's his experience you deal with. And I feel I feel like I'm definitely um being more comical, but I feel like that's what they all. They don't have a comment when they talk to each other. That's the conversation I heard Jack talking about, basically. He's he, Jack is having a conversation with Wes and um, Robert and Andrew Navin, and, and they all just, like, huddle up talking about me and Carla just, like, chilling underneath the, the, um, underneath the uh, tent because both of us are. I mean, we, we're, we have we darker skin tone people than the rest of everybody else that's there, um, which they slowly started off with white complexion and they ended up somewhere around red tomato so (laughs) by the end of um everybody's trip yesterday you started off with either um your skin tone and you finished off strong you know you started out i started off black and i finished black i didn't go into toasted um um like burnt chocolate you know i didn't go into you know uh, burnt toast by the end of the day I started off one way, finished off the same way. You know, got a little light on me, but that was about it. Right, take my neck, put a little sunscreen on, put my little bug spray, horse flosses out and shit like that. Biting motherfuckers didn't have time for none of that shit. Got in, got out. But everybody else that was white or complected, started off white, finished off somewhere around George Lopez, you know? Or you finished off somewhere around, I don't know, um... The apple off of Apple Jacks, you know, a little red, a little red action, you know. Well, wait, was he red or was he green? He, it doesn't matter. It, it ended up somewhere around um, Farmer's Tan Red. You know, every video game you play, when they like label like what type of tan you want to be, it'll say Farmer's Tan. Like Saints Row, when you pick a character, make a character, you play. Oh, okay, I want to make my my guy a little tan and play. Oh, you want to put Farmer Tan on him, which is like red, reddish, like a reddish hue, but also dark at the same time. That's what it ended up. They ended up somewhere around Coca-Cola red, and that's where it was. Skin and all. Um, and so we started around 7.30 and didn't finish around 4 or 5. And I had full intention of just, like, doing the podcast when I got home at night. But when I got home at, like, 5, 5.30, 5.45, I was fucking tired. And I was like, man, I'm tired. But I still want to do this podcast everybody. I'm supposed to have Jack, Carla, Wesley, Aaron. But everybody was like, man, I'm tired. You know, I got to go to work, blah, blah, blah. Aaron did have to go on call, so I respect that. Um, shout out to my boy Aaron. Um, but, um, and that whole arc of waiting and trying to figure out exactly if they were coming or not. I was like, man, I order pizza. You guys come through. I'll make sure I have some pizza and some dessert or whatever you guys want. Just pull up. 
I went to go order pizza, came back with the pizza, even stopped at the grocery store, got a couple of drinks to make sure I had something that was non alcoholic because it had the cooler left over from this morning. It had a bunch of alcoholic drinks in it. And so we worked today. So I was just like, ah, you know, really, maybe if I don't be drinking more, let me get some tea or something. So I got two big ass pizzas, all the other shit, came back to the crib, waited for about an hour, two hours, and it's now, hmm, after running all my errands, I think it was around 10 o'clock. And I passed out of my couch again, tired of shit. Woke up, went to go take a piss, came back, sat down. And then I get a phone call. No, I got a text message from Wesley. Um, that was like, he was like, ha ha ha, man, my bad. I just woke up. I was like, all right, it's cool, man. You know, I'm about to go to sleep now. In my mind, I'm thinking, bitch. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. Like, okay, I wasted all that damn time. Fuck, I could have just did a podcast on myself, which I'm doing right now this morning. But it's cool. You know, shit happens. Um, it is what it is. Um, and plans fall through all the time. Um, but that was that was my whole fish experience yesterday. In between sitting there listening to them talk about wives or just like the the either you were completely all about the fishing experience, which Robert was. Robert is complete about the fishing experience. Great guy. Um, um not a whole lot to say to yesterday because he was fully intact into fishing and his his way of describing fishing um since he was age of five like he he told me all this stuff he said it's gonna be burning my brain for the rest of my life because he was so infectious in his um approach and his um energy when it came to fishing that i believe i would be interested in going fishing next time because i would be more prepared you know and I feel like I'm, more races would be include races, not racist races or anybody that walk a life or any creed would be more interested into fishing if they were more knowledgeable of exactly what you need to do, what you need to have, what you need to bring and what the type of attire, because I was thinking we're going to be on a pier, maybe on a boat, but no, we're in the sand. So I, I didn't have the right shoes. I didn't, I didn't want to get fucking wet and start chafing. I didn't have any towels. I didn't want to drive back and be stinky and, and have like crust of salt built all around me. I was like, yeah, that's not what I really want to do. I'm just going to chill. I might get a little sweaty, might pass out from the heat, but at least I won't be wet. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll do that. And um, I think more people would be more involved in fishing if you knew exactly the ins and outs of fishing, exactly what time you had to be up in the morning, what you had to wear, uh, if you're going to bring any snacks, a cooler, um, what kind of car you need to drive on the beach just in case you get stuck in the sand, all of that. Um, I feel like that's when, you know, if you, if you white boys want to keep this sport to yourself, keep it to yourself. But if you want it to be more of an inclusive thing with your friends, if you're more of a diverse race yourself, then you yourself would have to explain better to your friends. Now, granted, I was invited to go fishing through my Spanish friends, but, um, in my eyes, I see them more on the Caucasian side, <laughs> one, California, two, you out fishing, three, um, both of them um, definitely have some white tendencies, but that's my boys, and I love them to death, anyway, so, that was my experience yesterday, and now, with me telling you all this stuff, I just want to give you um, one little tip when it comes to fishing, it's not all, like, pirates in mindset, or like, um, Yar. Okay, that kind of scared me a little bit, but the, <laughs> the fucking pirate scurvy, or um, I would probably think maybe 
Um, it's not so much, um, you know, land hoe or X marks the spot. Ahoy there, matey! It wasn't, it wasn't that either. It's more so just fun, and you're going to be sitting there for a long time. You're going to be sitting there a long time. You're going to hear a bunch of reels. You're going to see a bunch of casting. You're going to hear a bunch of jokes about wives. You're going to hear a bunch of just like old, you know, memorabilia jokes about the past because that's what they're clinging on to. Or they're going to talk about a fish they had caught, you know, a week ago or what they had caught a couple of days ago or um, how many times they go fishing or or how much they don't give a fuck about a certain race or a certain creed. And if you're going to go and you're going to do it somewhere, and you are black, I would say definitely make sure you're aware of your surroundings. As much as I joke about race, it was definitely, if I had went by myself, I would have felt uncomfortable to go again because it, it, every last race that you can think of was not there. Just white Latins. And I was the only black person on the beach. Now I assure you, I was the only black person on the beach. Um, I think I saw an Airbnb that was like right next to us that had a black family in it, but that was the only house or only person that I saw was me being a black man. That was the only person that was there. And it was, it was a little, a little strange that was just to say the least. But anyway, um, today I want to get into, um, now we're going to go into oh, Jesus Christ. We're going to go into the quick hits. So, um, today I wanted to do something a little on brand, I guess, what's still the Elephant Room podcast. I want to, um, go into my text message and actually look and talk about, somebody sent me a message about something to talk about, and I'm pretty sure it was Sassafras. Um, no it wasn't for Sassafras it was one of my other friends I won't say his name he said to keep himself anonymous so one of my anonymous friends had told me say hey look um we I want to get can you like ask I want to ask you a quick question to see if we can put on the podcast said, okay cool shoot and he's like um what is the like overall common denominator when it comes to when you're in a relationship and you guys break up, how does that go? Who gets what? Um, do you give the person stuff back? If you engage, you give the ring back. And um, I was thinking myself, I was like, ooh, this is a, a very darker conversation. I don't say dark, but just more real than anything because I've, I've been through it before. So I'll say in my experience, I think I handled it poorly, super poorly. And I plan on having um, her on the show. Um, actually, I think next Saturday she'll be on the show. So next Saturday, um, we want to be on the show. We'll talk about relationship stuff. You know, we'll talk about us and how I didn't work out or why I didn't work out. Um, we're still good friends. Oh, yeah, we're still good friends to this day. And, uh, we still check up on each other, um, every once in a while. Let's see if we're still alive and kicking. But nevertheless, um, this has happened to me twice now. So in the engagement that I had, we lived in the same apartment and when she left, um, it was two months after the breakup. So after the breakup, 
wake up <laughs> watch go put a little makeup anyway so she she couldn't resist so she left she went um to be with her friends cool 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 now i'm by myself and now i have to live there for, like, for like an extra two months and then i'm slowly moving myself out into my friend's house and you know start paying rent there you know saving money up so i can actually purchase my own living um space later in life and when i moved everything from my apartment to my friend's home i literally moved everything there completely and she didn't have any space particularly for her thing so i moved most things there and then all the other stuff that were hers or um of her personal belongings i left there at the apartment and i left a mean note because i was kind of in my feelings by the time uh, you know this is four years ago now so i don't think that i was in my right mind state at all so we split um you know didn't talk for a while and then you know we got back together and actually became friends after that situation um but to answer the question you know what what's the process of actually giving stuff back or taking things that you think is personally yours if you bought something for that particular person i think you would hope to give it to that person and let them keep that because you know, even though I spend money on it, this is, we could be in a two month long relationship and return policies on things like 30 days. If you want to be very critical or 15 days. Um, so the, 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 just to get things back from a relationship, I feel like hurts you more than it actually hurts the other person. You know, you bought that thing for that person, let them keep it. If they want to throw it away, that's up to them. That's their property now um now certain things like rings or if i bought you an engagement ring you know if we aren't going to be engaged ever again or you don't think we're ever going to get back together or the plan was for us to come back to each other or something like that cool keep the ring you know you know we'll we'll see if if life brings us back to each other um but there's certain things you just don't do um, I messed up in my last relationship because I got the ring back thinking that we were never going to get back together. But later in life, I realized, you know, she was actually an amazing woman, despite um, me trying to put her in a, in a different light in my mind. So the way I can cope with the mistakes that I made in a relationship wouldn't be um, as pertinent as what I thought it was. So nevertheless, I don't want to make it too long. It's supposed to be the quick segment. So you have something you know, give it back if you don't feel like you need it. Um, but if you bought some somebody, let them keep it. Simple is fine. It's okay. You'll get over it. You'll find somebody new. You'll find somebody better. Even though you might think you might not find that person for you ever again, it's always going to be somebody around the corner. And that's how I feel about it. So that was the quick hits. So as always, in every end of the show, I always give off. Um, advice but before that i want to say thank you guys for tuning into the elephant room podcast um i was planning on having guests on the show hopefully i get some guests on the next episode but uh, until then i want to say thank you guys so much thank you so much for tuning in thank you so much for listening to me talk about senseless stupid shit all the time and that being said um my heart pours into this as much as you guys are pouring into me and this is a new hobby for me. This is something that's brand spanking new, something I'm getting myself involved with. And I have so many different ideas that I want to run with and so many um, episodes that I want to put out there. 
Um, right now, I'm currently currently working on an episode to have a guest. Um, that I mean, we aren't tech. We aren't technically friends. We're more like acquaintances. Me and and, and uh, another uh, female um, woman on the show. She is someone that I recently started talking to for the first time. Um, and she was somebody that was in my life before I had gotten to a serious relationship with my last ex-girlfriend and it didn't mean her didn't work out. Um, I think I just stopped messaging, messaging her when I met my ex. And then, um, I wanted to reconvene with her after my ex and actually get her on the show and then talk about the complexities of dating online, you know, booty calls, friends with benefits, that type of stuff, even though me and her haven't had any that type of situation, which I don't think we will. I just want to actually open the door and see what she's actually dealt with. And I think it might be a good episode, you know, to actually talk about things that women deal with on a day-to-day basis or how men feel or just how comfortable men are with just like hooking up with the girl. You message her for like two minutes on Tinder and you're like, hey, come to my place, whatever. And that's a very bold move because somebody could rob your ass right off the spot. Anyway. A small snip, snippet of a uh, tidbit of like what I want to do in the future, like what I want to talk about. And I want to say thank you guys so much for joining the Elephant in the Room podcast. That being said, Twitter is still open. Um, it's the Elephant Room Pod, E L E P A N T R O O M P O D on Twitter. Elephant Room Pod, yes, the fucked up the name, supposed to be Elephant Room Podcast, but it was already taken. So, Elephant Room Pod, maybe I'll change the name later. Um, go check me out, send me some, um, quick hits, send me some funny things, send me some, uh, quotes, comments, questions, concerns, stuff that happened in the real world. And this, this, you know, be a part of a community, you know, let us know what you think and you can be anonymous. I won't have to put you on now. You can, um, say whatever you want to say. You can DM me and I won't put your personal list out there. So just let me know if you want to be anonymous or let you know if you want to just let the world know what you have to think. But yeah, thank you again. Once again, Elephant Room Pod. Check me out on Twitter. That being said, um, before I get out of here, I want to say thank you guys so much. And my word of wisdom that I want to give today is um, know your worth and exactly explain to yourself exactly what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. Um, This world is filled with constant reminders of inclusion, but remember you have to include yourself into something before you get involved with it mentally and physically. Make sure you're okay with it. Make sure your soul is okay with it and make sure that you yourself know exactly what you're worth and how much you bring to the table. And that extremes, um, it reaches to everything. And that's been the show. But before I get out of here, I want to say thank you guys again. Thank you so much. Um, you guys have truly been a blessing in every aspect of the show. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much. And thank you for tuning in for the Elephant Room Podcast. And I'm out. my back i gotta watch my back dodging demons coppers coppers probably hate me because i'm black i don't know i be spreading love sometimes ain't mutual just a seed that's from that darkness but that's what it takes to grow still in flow still in motion couple homies with me and we sipping on that potion why don't wait for dreams why these other niggas dozing shut the fuck up when the realest niggas spoken the realest niggas spoken yeah i gotta watch my back i gotta watch my back hey 
I gotta watch my back, I gotta watch my back, ayy. I gotta watch my back, I gotta watch my back. Dodging demons, coppers, hoppers, probably hate me cause I'm black. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know the days. Niggas pull a bullet to your temple for a holy days. And I got the word up on my back, it's on my shoulder blades. And I got the vision, yeah, it's clear, I ain't in the maze. Still amazing, save my graces, ain't been saving faces. Gotta get all the things I know I want cause I've been chasing. Gotta watch, watch, watch my mind front and back cause I ain't crazy. Streets been going crazy, have you seen it lately? I gotta watch my back, I gotta watch my back, ay. I gotta watch my back, I gotta watch my back, ay. I gotta watch my back, I gotta watch my back. Dodging demons, coppers, hoppers, probably hate me cause I'm black, I don't know. I gotta watch my back, I gotta watch my back, ay. I gotta watch my back, I gotta watch my back, ay. I gotta watch my back, I gotta watch my back. Dodging demons, coppers, hoppers, probably hate me cause I'm black, I don't know.